I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half feet wide, 13 to 14 foot tall, pitch black. The one thing that ran through my mind when I had this encounter was I don't have a big enough gun. Your host, two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years, William Jevning. Welcome to Creek Devil. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bigfoot, America's Creek Devil. Clifford is joining us today. Tom, you spoke with Clifford. Would you like to introduce him and, and start the ball rolling? It would be a pleasure. And uh, Clifford, thank you for joining us today. And I believe you're down in uh, probably Southern California, if I if I got that correct. Um, before well, we get started, say again. Oh, I was just going to tell you, I'm in Central California, Stockton. Central California. All right. I don't I don't want to get those confused. Um uh, Folks, if you like the show, let us know. Click the like and subscribe and click the bell so you make sure you get all the uh, latest episodes. And I just want to say that Will's got a new book out called Bigfoot Survival Guide, and you can get that on Amazon. And Bigfoot has done everything he could to keep us from <laughs> publishing that. Let me, so, let me make a mention too, Tom, before you get rolling. Um, for those, you know, we posted, reposted, the first part of the Mr. Black interview because we had to have our reader do it. Um, you know, hiding his voice was made it really inaudible for a lot of people. So we scrubbed those episodes. I printed a text out, cleaned it up, made it verbatim, word for word, what he said in the interview. And our reader, Jeff, read that. So we won't have it next week. The second part, it's going to take me a little bit of time to go. I have to go through the rest of it, get it to our reader. So we'll probably... Uh, we'll do some Bigfoot and history shows before I'm ready with the next piece, so everybody knows that ahead of time. All right, time over to you. All right, so Clifford, I'm going to hand the mic to you, and let, we'll start from the beginning. But tell us, tell us how you tell us about your first encounter, what happened. Uh, I believe you're doing some gold prospecting there in California. I didn't know they had gold there, so. Learn something new every day. I, of course, I say that tongue in cheek. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, handing it off to you, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about your first encounter and, and go from there. Okay. Um, well, this I've I, I've had encounters since uh, the, the late '60s, but that's I'm talking about this certain canyon that I've been going to since like maybe the seventies. I was first went there with my family chasing gold and I started, I was sick for a long time and I started going, I, I watched a couple of movies about prospectors and stuff or a couple of videos on YouTube and I got the bug cause I'd been sick for a long time and I felt better. So I started going and I was going on a regular basis every weekend. I would, I would leave out of here Friday and go up there and you know just wash gold and back to the mountains in eight years and that's that's a record um one of the first one of the first thing the things that i remember the remembered the whole time were there was a butte fire it started over in jackson california and it was working its way east or south and it was it was up to the uh town of angels camp you know, and I was thinking that I'm not going to be able to get to go into this canyon 
it just burns, right? So this was in the middle of the day. I, I not in the middle of the day, but in the early day, I I took off and I went up there, and I mean there was ash falling, and there was the sun was red. It was just really it's kind of a spooky day, but I I went in there anyway, and I had been collecting. I had a couple five gallon buckets down there, and I was in the middle of the stream, and I was collecting uh, materials and washing them and classifying them down as small as I could get the stuff to pack it up back up to the the road. And uh, I was I was real happy because I come on some clay, and that's a that's a some most people don't like it, but I do because. The gold stops on top of the clay. It doesn't go below the clay. If you find a clay layer, most likely there's going to be gold sitting on top of it. So I was really psyched about, you know, shoveling up a couple pieces of clay because I was chasing a streak, a gold streak that I'd been chasing for, I don't know, a month or so, and it was getting good. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the middle of the the river, and it's it's not it wasn't deep at the time it was in November I believe or maybe October but the river was kind of low there was rocks everywhere kind of shallow everywhere and um, I got a smell I got a whiff just one whiff of super bad bo and my my closest thing I could think of is a like a garbage can sitting in the sun that that was a mix and it's just one whiff. And I'll tell you, I actually had a camera rolling when that happened because I was videoing my, uh, you know, collecting the material. And uh, I, I just, it made the, my hair stand up. And there was, there was willows and blackberries, real thick, real thick on the sides of this during the, when the water goes down, it all just grows crazy. So that, I, I you know, I picked up my buckets and, left. I was barefooted, actually. I had to stop put my shoes on. That really made me nervous, really, really. So I left. But after that, I, I I got curious. I started looking on, you know, started looking, shoot, the, the Bigfoot thing, right? I, I started looking around, watching, listening to every story I could. But I don't, I don't know if it was at, at, this happened before that or but this the the thing that really the really close up close encounter I had was I would take while well, I was down there I, I didn't have any you know I didn't have any solid uh, plans you know I'd just do random you know go around and I I think that that was kind of like entertainment for them actually because you know what's this dumb guy doing so one day um chasing. Uh, I was chasing a butterfly once when I ran into him, but this time I was just over there and on the other side of the river, there was a flat area I could see that was, that ran along, followed the river. And I was thinking that was old, uh, prospecting place, right? I was thinking this must be where they milled or done something because it's nice flat. It was like a trail. It was all overgrown and everything, but you could tell this was a nice flat area. And that was very unusual. It was right, and it backed right up against the side of the canyon, the opposite side of the canyon that the road's on. And uh, I'm walking along, and all of a sudden, I see two 
two, I don't know, I guess you call them juvenile. They were skinny. They were probably taller than me, but I didn't see how tall they were because they were laying on the ground. One of them was holding a, a baby, a, a, hardly had any hair on it. it kind of looked like it was just born. It had, you know, how when a, a hair is wet on a, like on an old bald person or something, just little, little streaks of hair. On, on, I could only see the back of that thing's head. Well, at the same time, I noticed a movement to my right and drew my eyes off of the two laying on the... One was spooning the one, like right behind. They looked like... They looked the same. They, one was laying, and the other one had the other one in arms, and the, and the one that was in the other one's arms had a baby laying on top of the... Of the I think right arm. And I could see the belly of the one holding the uh, the the baby and it it had like balls like like the opposite of like a person where it was hair where a person wouldn't have and bald where a person would, right? And I thought I saw breath. So I think that one was laying there nursing that baby and the other one was kinda like uh they were spooning. It had a holding back. And, all, and I saw a motion to my right, and I looked, and there's this great big gray one, and, and this thing is huge. And, it, and, I, and I see it, it's like reaching forward, like if you're in a rowboat, and you're going to you know, reach forward and grab a hold of the paddles. That's what it looked like. And all of a sudden, the two, the three that was laying in front of me, they just shot to the right. They just like, started bouncing and pulled to the right. Well, I think that was I think that was a female, a big like grandma or something. That drug, yeah, she, she obviously had him by the ankles and she drug him out of my way, right? Now, to the left of me there was also some black ones, right? There was a tangle of them, a black ones, maybe I don't know. I think there was like maybe seven all together. And off in the background there was a great a real tall one and it was brown. It was not black. It was brown. And uh, that kind of like, I don't know, if, you know, when you walk in on something you're not supposed to see or you jump in a real cold pool or something. I got that kind of a thing. And I, I think I was able to put it out of my mind because of the way they way they just disappeared right from in front of me. They're just dragging across the this is rocks and you know, weeds and sticks and everything is just drugged right from in front of me. And, uh, that, I, I don't, I don't, that, that didn't keep me from going back. That didn't keep me from going back. Cause I, I didn't, cause it just blanked out of my mind somehow. And then and another time that that happened, I ran up, I ran up on, on, I don't know how many was in there, but I saw, three different things moving at the same time in three different areas. I was, I would come, I'd come across the river again, chasing a monarch butterfly. Right. Cause it was like, uh, I think it was November and, and it amazed me to see this monarch butterfly up there. So I, I'm, I'm coming, I'm stomping across the river and I'm trying to get, catch up to this butterfly and I get it and I'm, I'm, I'm taping it. Right. And, I, it goes right up against the uh, other wall, uh, wall of the canyon, and there's willows and scrub oak and all kinds of and blackberries and all this stuff is all real thick right there. 
and I come right up next to it, right, right to the, right up where they could have reached out and touched me, and I'm just looking at this butterfly, but on there was a there was a baby in there, and it was an older baby, I'm thinking because it had some hair on it, right? I'm thinking maybe three, four year old baby in there, and then there was. Another one, I don't know. I didn't see the size or anything. I just saw a movement. And then to the right of that one was one that was holding, it had its finger up, like holding blackberry bush up, away off of its head or something, so it could get in there and get out of the way. And you could see its finger plain as day. It was like tar black. The finger was tar black and had a real white nail real white fingernail and uh i this i i that's another thing it got it got took out of my mind somehow i don't know it because i went back i i went back i didn't you know i didn't remember i i don't know how but somehow i blocked it out of my mind and then I'm pretty sure that the last time I went there was when they, I was, I was, it was night and I was standing outside my little Toyota, 92 Toyota 4Runner. And I was standing there, it was night and I, and I heard a, a sound way up on the other side of the canyon, way up on the, it was, it sounded like a small animal or a bird or something, right? Well, it, it was I could hear, I didn't really pay too much attention to it in the first place, but then I noticed it was getting closer. And I'm like, I'm getting kind of excited, right? I got my flashlight ready. I'm trying to be quiet and let this thing sneak down. So I'm thinking it's a small animal going to come down to the river and drink. Well, um, this probably took 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it's like uh, if you take a 20-pound a boulder and you throw it into a shallow water, two of them, boom, boom, two steps into this water. Because I was really excited at the time. And then I hear this boom, boom. And you can hear it displacing boulders under the water. You can hear them just moving around. And then all of a sudden, this I hear it coming through the water. And then it, it's on my side. And then it goes into some really super thick blackberries and just climbs right on up to the road and I hear it on the road and I'm trying to get my Toyota which is it's only like five feet I'm only standing like five feet away from my door and I'm like almost falling towards my car my vehicle and I I don't know if you've ever when your hands are cold and you go to open your door and like into your fingers get all messed up and it slips off well that I was having a hard time getting my door open I got my door open and I climbed in the back and I'm pushing my ice chest and everything. And I'm pushing everything and I'm getting right. I got right in the center of that thing. And I laid there in a, in a fetal position. Cause I'll tell you what I've been, I've never been that scared in my life. Cause that was very scary. And I'm thinking, cause I can hear, I could hear it on the gravel road coming towards me before I got in the back of that thing. And this is probably 50 yards you know, a way where it's come down and come up the bank through the blackberries and stomping down the road. So I'm laying there and I, I got a, I got a three, seven Magnum in between my legs, a little 
little pocket pistol I always carried up there, but I never shot it and never, you know, did anything with the thing. I just had it with me all the time, because mostly because of people. <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden, I hear I have I had uh, like three or four five-gallon plastic buckets outside the. Um, it was on the driver's side that I had the buckets, and it had like screen, you know, for classifying material. Maybe a like a can, empty can of B8 or something in there. And all of a sudden, I hear my, I hear the buckets being rattled. They're they're messing with the buckets, right? And then I hear this tarp. I had a tarp up that's like six feet off the ground, and and I hear this thing's head hits a tarp. You know, it's it's affecting the tarp and it's messing with my buckets. And I laid there. And till it went, it, it stopped. I laid there for I don't remember how long, but I think eventually I went to sleep. And uh, quick, 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 hey Clifford, quick question. So the tarp and the buckets, those are outside. They're not in in your truck. They're right. like in your camping area or something. Right. The the buckets okay. were like up against the the driver's side back tires. Right. They're just laying next to my. They were sitting there stacked, you know, like three or four. And, you know, the next day they were, they were all, they wasn't, my stuff wasn't dumped out. They weren't knocked over. They were still, all the stuff was still in the buckets. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's messing with the buckets, but it didn't actually disturb them to the point where it emptied them out or anything like that. No, no, they were all, it was, everything was there. Uh, I kind of expected it the buckets be rolling around and stuff, but no, it was, it was all there. And, uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the, when the thing came through the blackberries, I, you know, that's, that's when I, cause it, it came across the river and pretty fast. And then when it came up the blackberries, I just knew that this there's this is real bad. I'm thinking a big bear, right? And uh so and then I heard it walking down the road and it it was walking like it, it sounded like a human step. And uh any I, I like I said, I've never been that afraid in my life. And if if you understand when I was like nine years old, back in 69, 70, when it was still legal to hunt lions, I used to tag along, you know, behind the carry D, extra D batteries and bullets and stuff for, for the hunt, you know. And and I, I learned to stay back, you know, just to wait back because, you know, I was small and and every time they would stop, because you didn't have tracking devices for your dogs. And when you'd stop, you would stop and you listen, find out where the dogs are at. Well, I learned to be by myself pretty much out in the woods. I've been surrounded by, you know, 20, 25 coyotes out there doing that. And, and this was a new kind of fear that I've never felt. Yeah, I can imagine. No, no, it's uh, it's different. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, so 
And this is uh, in the area where you're actually doing some gold prospecting. Right. It's a historical okay. gold area. It's just above, it was above for Highway 49. Highway 49 kind of kind of stretches along the, uh, you know, the gold 2,500 foot kind of elevation along there. I'm not sure exactly what the elevation is down in that canyon, but it's, uh, I've been going there since I was a kid. I've actually had my whole family down there. I had my wife and my kids, you know, down there camping. And I actually had a, a game warden one time when I had my family down there. He said, he come up and he's checking, you know, make sure we got burn permit and all that stuff. And he says, you, you should be careful down here because these people don't mess around. And, that's, and he told me that. Did he clarify what he meant by that? These people don't. Well, is he talking about? I was assuming there's a there's a mining uh, there's a lost Dutchman mining claim down there. Oh wow, I told too much. But anyway, there's a, a a big claim down there, and there's always people down there, right? It was actually upstream from where I was at, and, and I was assuming he was talking about those guys because, you know. I had a, I didn't have any kind of, uh, I never, we, we actually left because the water at that time, the water was so loud that you couldn't really sleep, you know, down there in the bottom of the canyon, you get really loud. And I had, I had other things happen down there, but I don't, you know, I don't, I can't say that they were Bigfoot things, you know, like lights and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys are interested in any kind of thing like that, but, um, but the, as far as big, that's the one where where they were. I have a video, and you can actually. I don't know if you can see it, but I see it when I when I look look at the uh, video. I see the. Uh, it's, to me, they're playing, laying there on the ground, right, and and, and an infant, which I'm the the one that was holding the infant. Their head was down, like like tucked to their. Like they weren't, they weren't wanting to see, and the baby I saw it from behind, but the other baby when I was chasing the butterfly, it was laying on its back, and to me when I looked down there, it looked like there was no mouth, okay, um, but it had to have had a mouth, I'm assuming, but it looked to me I couldn't see a mouth, that because that's the only thing that. I, really seen plain was a small one and then the movement to the to the right of the small one and then the the bush the whole like the blackberries lifted up and i could then i could see a, a finger sticking out that was holding up the they were just uh like crowding into a small place and they had to make make it bigger um but to, the thing is, is that I haven't been back in eight years, and this was my passion. Okay, uh, that's, that was something I care a lot about, and I always went by myself because I I was raised around you know people where I have to go you know for you go fishing, you catch a fish, and the next thing you know somebody's throwing their line in the same hole trying to catch it, right? Or you go deer hunting and you, you see a deer and Next thing you know, your buddy's shooting at it, you know, uh, that type of thing. So, I'll, and when you find gold, if you're by yourself, you get to keep it all. You don't got to share it, right? And some people say that's kind of stingy. It's just, uh, 
that's just the way I was raised. Cause, oh, yeah, well, no, I, I'm with you on that. I, uh, you know, if, if you're putting in the, the work and the effort, whether it's gold or fishing or hunting, um, that's your effort. And I don't think other people should come in and encroach and try and, uh, you know, basically take advantage of all the, you know, you, you, you did what it takes to find it. And then somebody yeah. else gets to come in. Yeah. No, there's, that's not being stingy. That's, that's just. Uh, human nature, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Forrest, you got questions? Well, actually, yeah. yeah I was kind of curious. Uh, could you describe the baby when you said you came up on the, there was two of them laying on the ground, um, holding a baby. Can you describe that infant? You said it appeared to be newborn. Was it still wet? Yeah, it kind of looked like it was uh, wet. You know, you know how like when uh, a baby's their head's wet, you know, you don't got a lot of hair on there, or an old person. It kind of looked Mm -hmm. like veins almost, but it it was just slight amount of hair. There was no. It was I seen the back of it from the back, and Uh it it, kind of reminded me like it was a, a newborn, but. It, it kind of looked like the one that was laying on his arms. His arm, it was keeping its arm under the baby while it was being drugged. So, you know that. You know, I'm thinking in my in my mind, the whole thing of reason why they came up out of the, came across and came up and and rattled my cage the way they did about coming up through the river, was because of those two two incidents right there of me running up on them because I, I never shot. I never, I'm sure they just said, they were just sitting up over there watching me. Right. It's like, kind of like a family gathering and let's watch what this guy's doing. Right. Cause I'm, you know, I'm carrying big rocks up and setting them up by my car, taking them out of there. I even had, I believe that they left, uh, you know, stones and stuff. Like, uh, I, I believe they left them in piles for me to find around there, too, because that, that happened a couple of times where I'd find a pile of real cool rocks, you know, small stuff. I, I think I was their entertainment. I, they had me they had me patterned because I come in there every Friday night, right? I come in at night because the, the drive down in there is, it's, I don't like to drive in there if I can't see headlights coming towards me because it's just that that steep on the edges and everything. I mean, I've seen 30 foot motorhomes down in there, but that's, you know, that I, I, I didn't like to drive it at the day in the daytime. So when I went down there during the fire, I went in there during the daytime. So, you know, I, that, that's, that was, uh, that was the, uh, when I just got the smell and it, and it was a really bad, bad, human bo mixed in there and i i assumed it was feral people or somebody down there living in there but they were super super able to to stay hid because i looked around i was you know i was looking around and for me to get that one (laughs) man that 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 really that that made my hair stand up that didn't scare me as bad as when they came down the canyon and busted across the river and up up through the blackberries. Those blackberries were thick. I mean, thick. 
and you just went right over the top of them. But now when they came down the, the canyon there, was it multiple individuals or just uh, the one the one individual? I only heard one. I didn't hear anything coming down. See, that's the thing. See, they were being deceitful. That's that's what scared me. They were they were purposely trying to make a noise of a little animal or a bird or something. And it didn't scare me. I wasn't scared at all. I was, as a matter of fact, I was looking forward to whatever was coming down there to seeing it, but it wasn't. Because then, next thing you know, boom, boom, you're both. You hear, you could hear each individual foot hit the water and just kicking big stuff out of the way. I mean, it was loud. And then stomp, stomp, stomp across the river and up the blackberries. They, they were, they were trying to sneak up on me. Exactly what happened. That doesn't sound too exciting. <clears throat> no, that was the. I think that is the most frightening I've ever been in my life, and I'll take my word for it. I've had some very bad situations, and that one took the cake. It made me stop. Made me. It made me not go back. And I think that's what they wanted because. I think because I stumbled up on them, and maybe it was that one where they were the grandma. You know, I couldn't I couldn't see breast because she was leaned forward, and I'm assuming it was a grandma. I'm thinking that her breasts were off to the sides of her arms, and she was stretched forward like she was uh, getting ready to grab some oars, you know, and put, pull on pull on boat oars. But she drugged them, those two with the baby. Right to my right. I mean, they just disappeared. That, that right there, you know, I, I didn't believe what I was seeing in the first place. And then it just, they just come off. They just like started rolling, sliding away, you know. And so they were, they were actually drag, dragging the babies. The the big gray one drugged the two younger ones with the baby on the, on the. I'm th- I'm thinking that one, one with the baby was a female. I don't know if the one behind it, laying spooned behind it, was a female. But, yeah, the, the big one grabbed them by their ankles and just pulled them right away from me. I mean, they just went. You hear rocks and sticks and dragging with them, you know. And, and uh, I think that's why they ran me off. Because they, they run me off. It didn't care. It didn't care. It wasn't trying to be quiet when it got up to my vehicle. I mean, it was going <laughs> through my stuff. And and I, I just had no thought of getting up and looking or getting my gun out and pointing it at the thing. I had none of that thought. I was, just, I, was I don't know, primal fear, I guess you'd call it. Because in a fetal position, trying to be right in the middle of that, back of that Toyota. And, you know, I... I've, I've, it just affected my life negatively, I'll tell you, because I just, and I've listened to so many different crazy stories on the internet about this. I I listened to every one I could find. And when, when I would figure out people were, you know, farting around and trying to pull my leg, it made me mad, you know, because you can't fool me about the woods. Not the lower 48 anyway. You can't fool me about fishing, and you can't fool me about gold prospecting, and you can't fool me about being running around out in the woods and what's out there and what's not. So, you know, and, and actually my mother 
told me that she saw, you know, I, I never believed her. She told me stories that she saw Bigfoot in on the White River in Arkansas because she lived on the White River in Arkansas when she was married to her first husband. And, and I never believed her. And I feel so bad about that now. I, I she, she told me it looked like uh, an old Indian man with a, a buffalo robe. And, and she called it a woolly booger. That's what she called it. And she used to call me that. She used to call me that when I'd come back from the hills and stuff or doing something the, and I looked, you know, all disheveled and everything. She would call me a woolly booger. And one time I asked her what it was. Why, why do you call me that? And she said, he, he would, this, this thing would have like leaves and sticks stuck to him and like he was unkept. You know, she first thought it was an old Indian with a robe on and, and I feel bad now. There's just no way I can tell her that, hey, you're right, baby. Well, did she know that you didn't believe her or do you think she? I never said that. that. I never. I never told her. I let her tell. You know. I never said that. I don't believe you. I never said that because, you know, I believed everything my mother told me. You know, but I, I, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it because when I was, like I said, when I was a boy, and I was out there chasing around behind, you know, grown men that that were uh, that were they were basically cruel. You know, killing killers. You know, basically that's what they were because they killed animals in cruel ways. You know, and used hounds to do it. And when I asked them about that back in the when like the Patterson thing, I saw it when I was a kid, and I and I asked them, and they they said no, that's not true. So I I I was going on their word all the way up to my my whole life, right? Basically until eight years ago, <laughs> and. And then all the things that have happened that I just dismissed and pushed it off to something else, all those things and started to come back in my memory because there are things I have, you know, that have stuck in my memory very plainly from when I was, you know, in the 60s, well, like out following, uh, you know, following the, the uh, I loved it. You know, I loved it. I, I would... I would I would go even if you know I knew everybody was driving everything was drunk you know because back then it was drunk driving was just kind of like frowned on you know it wasn't really against the law they they pull you over take you home and, and the bad part was you had to go back and get your car back then so I would as a boy I would I would see how many beers had been drunk before we left and that would make whether I would get in the dog box or I'd get in the front in the cab ride up there because at times I rode up there in the dog box, you know, because I didn't want to see what was coming, but I loved going so much. And I felt it was the greatest thing in the world until the animal come to tree. And then I felt like I was out of place and I didn't belong there because I didn't like what would happen then, but I loved every other part of it. You know, it was just the greatest thing in the world. So I know about being alone in the woods and, it didn't, it never, I loved it. You know, my wife, she never could understand why you like to go out and do stuff by yourself in, in, in the dark. Why you like to do that? Well, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I don't anymore. It seems like can ruin things for hunters once the encounter occurs. And uh, 
we hear that all the time, guys. Uh, you know, the hunters encounter them and then they don't want to go back out hunting or uh, doing what you were doing. I mean, and you had a love for go- the gold panning and then uh, here you can't, you don't feel right going out and doing what you enjoy doing. No. Like, we, you know, I, I dredged every year. I had a four inch, you know, dredge, five foot box. Me and my boys, we dredged and dredged. They, I, we dredged so much that it became work for them. And they, now they don't even really want to hunt gold anymore. They're, they're all grown up and everything. But that was just, uh, you know, we, we did it. I did it. I would go. You know, I'd go by myself just to go by my, just to be out by myself. You know, not, I didn't take dogs along. I never took my dogs along because I figured like this. If something comes after my dog, grabs hold of my dog, I'm going to have to go and get it back, right? So that's why I never, I didn't want my dogs to be harmed. Everybody says, bring your dog, it'll protect you. Well, I'll wind up having to protect my dog, you know. I don't want that. I won't be able. I won't be able to run and not have to worry about what I left behind. You know, basically. But the 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 baby that was laying there, it didn't. I couldn't tell if it had any hair on its back and stuff. It didn't look like it. It looked like it was like uh, almost almost like a you know an infant, a human infant. But it had those. It had some stuff on like i saw lines on the back of his head which i assume was like hair that was wet and, and stringy but but, but i did see was the, skin? it was t- it was light yeah and the female that was the, the baby was laying on her belly was light but then the mm-hmm. fingers the fingers were black it was like black tar black like on the top, I didn't see the bottom of the finger. I saw the top of the fingers, and the and the what I saw of the face of the two that were laying there, they weren't black. The faces weren't black. It kind of looked like real hairy, like uh, almost like the color of a bear, a black bear, hair like a hairy, real hairy Indian. Like my mom assumed that that one was a long time ago. That's what it reminded me of. And this area is. The Indians were run out of there a long time ago when the gold rush and stuff during the gold rush. There's there's all kinds of uh, you know that grinding stones where the the Indians grind the acorns and stuff. There's lots of oak trees down there, and there's you know those grinding stones everywhere down there. You know you could there's ones you could pick up that, that are on great big log rocks in the bottom of the the river. So it it. The place has a history of, uh, you know, of Native Americans living there, and they—that's what they—that's what they reminded me of. But a super hairy, the two skinny, the t- the two that were laying that were drugged, they reminded me of—I don't know, because they were they were not big, and but there's a there was one there that was really it was super black except for his chest was was gray or just his chest was gray because I, I only seen it from the front and it was watching me one time when I was sitting on my sluice boxes and I've got a, there's a picture of it on my uh, on my channel on my YouTube channel there's a video I I put up and it shows the tangle it shows the tangle when the when I took a picture and then I walked forward 
right after I took that picture is when it happened. I took that picture and I walked forward and that's when the the one I've, I've got that picture on my uh, in a video. It's, I think it says I think it's 2015 in Bigfoot Canyon. Is what it is. Well, I I you can see and and on that video you can see if you watch it frame by frame it you can see the the ones that I ran up on the butterfly you can see them moving back there and you can see the you can see the fingers sticking up it's holding up the blackberries off of them you can see that and that was a, that one was complete real black and with a, a real light fingernail real light and you know well, I, I would be I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the infants, um, like with chimpanzees and infant macaques, um, and uh, even with uh, some of your fervent uh, monkeys and such, when they're born, um, they have a real pale pink skin, and um, they're white for all intents and purposes, and they actually have very little. Uh, they have hair on them, but they have they don't have hair to the extent. Their hair really starts coming in about uh, uh, a weekend. Uh, when they're about a week old, um, they, their hair will really start to come in. And uh, But they will always have some kind of hair on the top of their head. And um, it's not unusual to uh, you describing a female with a, a bare belly. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the, that's not unusual at all. And then the dragging, which you were talking about, dragging, that's that's not unusual either. I mean, I've seen uh, mother gorillas, chimpanzees, uh, orangutans, and macaques. They grab their kids, and sometimes they'll just drag them by the leg or uh, by an yep. arm right behind them. Their their legs were pointing right towards the gray one. The way they were laying, their legs were right towards the gray one. And when I looked... It's that thing. I didn't really, I didn't pay it, it get any details, but it was big and gray, and it reminded me of a grandma. It really did remind me of a grandma. And I, and I think that one of those, one of the, yeah, and also about the hair, it it didn't look like it had hair. It, it only, like I said, it only looked like it had some, some stuff on its head, and she. Which I think was a female had the exact opposite of what a, a man would have. There was hair everywhere except for in the center of her belly. You could see all the way down her belly, and where breasts were, I assume breasts, and and then just black hair everywhere, just really black, super black. Remind me mm -hmm. of a bear, actually, bear fur, same color. I think it's interesting, guys, don't you, that uh, his uh, mother referred to him as Wooly Boogers. Where have you heard that one before? Right, right. Yeah, that's a very common. I mean, the Boogers and Wooly Boogers, that's uh, in the South. I think that's the pretty much the standard term for these things. Yeah, this was on yeah. the White River in Arkansas. She, she actually lived on the river in a boxcar. She had two children without, in that boxcar without a my oldest sister living is was born in a boxcar. She doesn't have a birth certificate. Um, so my mom lived there every day, and she was married to a real bad man who used to just, like, go kill stuff. And then, you know, if she didn't make it taste good, he would do do her harm, you know, stuff. So 
Yeah, she she was a tough woman, but I don't think she ever knew that I didn't believe what she was saying about this. Because she said it wasn't an Indian man, it was just a big old hairy thing. That's what she said. And she called it Wooly Booger. So that's and, what my grandfather referred to him as, as Wooly Boogers, and I'm in Texas here. Yeah, she she was in, uh, I don't know what county in or I don't, I don't know anything, but I know she she got married when she was 18, and she married, uh, I think, a 39-year-old man. So that was, uh, and I, I, was, I, believe, I was the first one born here in California to, to my father, which was her second husband. And she kept her ways, you know. She, she, was, a, she was a good person. Some, you know, some of my sisters didn't think too much of her, but I did, you know. Any, any, uh, any, have I said anything that, that sounds, uh, like somebody wants a question? No, no, not at all. Um, um, Clifford, I appreciate it. You coming on and joining us today. Uh, very interesting encounters, especially the one where you saw the baby. So, uh, I think we're just about out of time, but, uh, do you have any questions for any of us before we, uh, wrap it up? No, I don't think so, but I, I, I found it quite interesting, especially about the infants that he saw. Yeah, thank you, Clifford. Very interesting. Okay, well, like I said, if uh, you need to get in touch with me, Tom, you, you got my number. I do, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. You guys, uh, like I said, just affected my life negatively, very negatively, and, you know, and it helps to when someone wants to sit and listen to it. No, it, it sure does. It sure does. So. We sure appreciate you being willing to talk to us about it. Well, I, I assumed I was going to take you to my grave. You know, uh, <laughs> Lots of people do. I understand why. Well, if it makes you feel better, there's a lot of us that understand why. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. I, I can't express how much I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open out there.